welcome to Up Close and Virtual with me, Katie Tew. In each episode, I'll be joined by a guest where we'll be chatting about our experience of starting and running a business, the lessons that we've learned along the way. We'll be sharing our top tips and, of course, best practice. Expect to be entertained, enlightened and empowered. Happy listening. In today's episode, I am absolutely delighted and thrilled, to be honest, to welcome the powerhouse of the VA world, Amanda Johnson. I've been wanting to get Amanda on the show for a long time now, and I can't tell you how excited I was when my lovely Jo said that she'd agreed. So, Amanda, huge thanks. Amanda is an award-winning virtual assistant coach, trainer, and mentor. She's an international speaker and a proud military veteran. Amanda launched her own VA business after retirement from the Royal Navy. She then started training, coaching, and mentoring virtual assistants back in 2014. She's been voted the best VA training provider in the UK for five years in a row. She is also the powerhouse behind the various virtual assistant awards out there. So the UK VA awards and responsible for running the UK VA conference, no less. Amanda, I am so looking forward to talking with you about your illustrious career and your business journey. Let's start with you giving the listeners some background on how you got to where you are now. Over to you. Hello, Katie. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm not sure how to respond to that (laughs) lovely intro. I think, oh, okay, where do I start? But no, my journey into the VA industry is actually, I was uh, serving in the Royal Navy. I was a logistics officer in the Royal Navy. And then in 2008, we had a life-changing event in that our children died. So we had twins that were born extremely prematurely, and unfortunately, they passed away. And at that point, my husband and I both re-evaluated life, realised that life was too short, and decided that we were going to leave the military. Gosh. Now... He was in the military as well, was he? Okay, God. He was. So... My husband was in the army and I was in the Royal Navy, which meant we got on well because we were never in the same place at the same time. We were always sort of different places. It was great. It was great for um, longevity. Yeah. But um, in fast forward a couple of years, we went on to have James, who's our eldest child. And at that point, the military were doing voluntary redundancies. And I told every man and his dog that I was ready to go. Mm -hmm. I loved the military and I loved my career. But I no longer wanted to go away for six to nine months at a time or anything like that. And James, having lost the twins, James was very precious for us. Now, all children are precious, but we'd had a torrid journey to get there. And so left the military and I decided I wanted to work for myself. And I wanted a role where I had no stress, no pressure, no staff, no appraisals, no budgets. (laughs) You know what I'm going to say now? Yeah. 
why be a, why a virtual assistant? <laughs> well, the virtual assistant bit came from when the children died. I did what lots of people do during grief is we went out and spent money mm-hmm. and we had new double glazing, new central heating, new gas and whatever. And we could never get hold of the tradesman. And I remember sitting on our living room floor thinking, do you know what? They need admin support on a pay-as-you-go basis as and when they need it. And I thought nobody else was doing this. But having been in the military and seen other people run businesses, I thought they're bound to need insurance. So I picked up the phone and rung an insurance company and said, "Um, I'm thinking of doing this thing where I'm going to do admin support for small businesses who are all freelancers or sole traders, um, but I think I might need insurance. And the man said to me, so you're going to become a virtual assistant? And I said, a what? (laughs) And he said, a virtual assistant. I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. I said, I want to do freelance admin. He said, it's called a virtual assistant. Oh, that's brilliant. And it was one of those sort of, oh, okay. okay." (laughs) So then I did lots and lots of research and it stemmed from there. So when I left, I was like, oh, okay, well, it's easy. I'm fully in control of my own destiny. I can do all of those things. So that was my journey into becoming a VA. And I don't know if you know, do you remember Carmen McDougall? Uh, No. Okay, so back in 2008, when I started this research, there were only three main training providers in the UK. Okay, yeah. One of which was Carmen McDougall. One was Lilac Bullock. And I can't remember who the third one was. Okay, But they were the main trainers. And so being military, you always have to do a course. You always have to have that piece of paper. You always have to do those things because you want to make sure you're right. And so that's what I did. I went away and I did a course. And then fast forward a couple of years later, I became Carmen's VA. And then later on, I bought VACT. I became a licensed trainer for her. Mm -hmm. And then six months later, I bought the company. Yeah. Absolutely. I do remember, I do recall us talking about that historically. That's yeah. really interesting. I think that that personal journey to get to where you are today is also really poignant. I think, you know, a lot of our listeners are in that phase of life where they are transitioning, they're going through a significant change. And that's why they tend to sort of kind of reach out to listen to podcasts about this, because yep. they've heard it might be something that that kind of could work for them. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's that sort of connecting with those stories for make people feel comfortable about, oh, that resonates with me. I know I went through a massive change at the point that I set my business up and and I totally get where where that was coming from. But I think I loved your comment about being in control and sort of master of my own destiny does that still resonate or do you now feel like you've got you know you've got a big business that you're running and that has stresses and strains that are attached to it it is and actually the situation we're in at the moment we've got a child that's not well and so actually being in control of my own destiny I had big visions I had goals and things that I wanted to do moving forward but actually our son has got chronic fatigue syndrome. It's meant that actually things that I might have gone and done, I've put off doing. Or the great thing is my clients, when I say to them, I'm like, really sorry, but actually I can't do that now for whatever reason, or I need to move something. People understand. And it's the same when my clients say to me, oh, actually, I can't do that because perhaps they've got caring responsibilities either for children or for elderly relatives. 
do you know what? We're all human and people buy people. Definitely. And actually by being honest with people, yeah. you're in a much better place. And it makes that relationship so much stronger. What qualities do you think a VA needs to have really to to be successful today and I think you've just touched on one of those things just now but but what what do you think they need to have to succeed so firstly I think they need to realize they're a business owner first and foremost but we happen to sell admin support services so that's that's one of the big ones for me the other one is is people buy people so actually core values ethics doing what you say you're going to do. All of those things are really important. The skills, yes, but we can learn some of those. But a lot of it is intrinsic and it's actually going, no, do you know what? I'm being true to me and what I can do. And therefore, the right people will be attracted and will want to work with us. I think that's very true. And I think, and I don't know how you feel about this, but the other thing that I think is really important is to be prepared to to work really hard. Yes. Um, because as much as, yes, it's your own business and yes, you can di- dictate your own hours, et cetera, you're a professional service and the professional service industry means that you have to work really, really hard to a cement your position within that sort of environment or that industry but also to give real value to your clients Mm -hmm. and I think also the other thing that goes hand in hand with that is about playing the long game and not the short game definitely so for me I was always about being in business for the long game and I want one of the reasons I set up one of my communities was to give back to the industry. So a little bit like yourself, it's about giving back to the industry. Not everybody could afford to work with me. So, okay, let's create a free way that gives back to the industry so that at the time they need some help. Do you know what? There are ways to get it. It doesn't have to be by a paid for client or something like that. And actually, I think as, as an industry you know, we'll talk about this later in the interview, but I, I mean, I think as an industry, we're very lucky in the fact that it is incredibly inclusive and incredibly supportive. Um, how important do you think having a coach and mentor to any VA, either starting out mm-hmm. or who may be established? What what sort of level of importance do you place on that role? Setting up a VA business is no different to setting up any other business. Yes, agreed. And so if somebody feels they would get some support to help them set up their business, Mm -hmm. then actually that's where a coach, a trainer, a mentor, somebody like that can come into it. And there are some people who go, no, do you know what? I can just go out there and do that myself and I'm happy. But for others, working with a coach or a mentor actually it gives you access to knowledge experience um more often than not people like you, yourself and me we've we've been there done it we've got it wrong we've made those mistakes <laughs> that we can help somebody avoid making those mistakes in the future absolutely so it yeah. is about sort of access to knowledge guidance support it's a community as well actually Definitely. so um relationships helping people build that and I think also for somebody who is 
who's used to being behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So as PAs, EAs, admin professionals, more often than not, we're behind the scenes, making sure the boss is in the right place at the right time with the right piece of paper, knowing who they're going to talk to, um, wearing the right clothes, all of those things. That's okay. We're pretty good at doing that. But when we have to change it and we're suddenly the boss and we have to be in the right place at the right time with the right piece of paper, confidence can take a massive knock. And so actually, if somebody is feeling a little bit not so confident or they haven't really got clarity of vision, working with a coach or a mentor can help them move forward. So I I think it's... I couldn't agree with that more. I think you're absolutely spot on. And I think it's that awful thing none of us like to sell ourselves and Mm -hmm. I think that's always the stumbling block at the early onset of setting up a business you know it's that oh hello I'm actually I'm the service yes and and now suddenly I've got to sell myself and you're quite right in the fact that we've got the skills we've probably got the experience but that bit about pushing ourselves at the front of something is scary actually Mm -hmm. that's a big leap if you've not done it before and I think you're quite right it's that reassurance it's the tools in the box to help you build the wall build your business sell yourself and I think that's really where the, the value comes from and I think sometimes I was having a conversation with somebody today and it's like She's like, well, I need to do it in the future when I'm ready. And I'm like, what does ready actually ever mean? So if somebody came along to you today and said, can you help me? What would you say? She said, well, I'd say yes. And I could see her brain straight away going into, but I haven't got contracts, haven't got insurance, haven't got data protection. And I said, I called her out on it. I said, yeah, I know you haven't got those things, but you could get those today. So it's it's not, yeah, it doesn't have to be 12 months time. We could just push you off the wall today and you're a VA. Nobody comes along and gives you that badge that says you're now a virtual assistant or you're now a freelancer. You're now qualified to do it. We don't get that. that. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. And I think, and and maybe you can talk a bit more about this, but I think certainly in my experience, the people that I tend to work with are women of a certain age who have gone through a significant change and as a result of that change they lose perhaps a bit of their identity a bit of their self-confidence and quite often I find particularly the mentoring element is 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 more about building the self-confidence back and actually the, the kind of the mental strength that they need mm-hmm. Absolutely, I agree with you yeah. 100%. It's, yeah. And I think we, over the years, I've worked with clients everywhere from 18, which is a very different person yes. in yes. our industry. And 10 years ago, somebody would say, oh, well, they can't be a VA because they haven't got life experience. And to be fair, five years ago, I would have probably agreed with them. Whereas now, I think, actually, no, the VA is such a wide industry they can they do have a place and so whereas most of my clients are women over 30 up to about 65 yeah um and I have a complete splattering of everything in between between. 
yeah, yeah. absolutely. I had the pleasure of, of interviewing um, Indiana Julian um, a couple of weeks ago, and mm-hmm. she set up her VA business while she was at uni as her kind of side hustle to running, uh, doing her degree. Mm-hmm. And she was brilliant. And because she was just of a sort of younger generation, I just yeah. was hugely inspired by that. And I think that's right. I think it does across all age groups and I Mm -hmm. think there is a place well I've always been a great believer in that there is a place for everybody it doesn't really matter where you come from what you do what your skills are what your experience are there is absolutely a place for everybody Um, and I think everybody will find their place Um, Mm -hmm. but if you are if anybody is listening thinking I'd really quite like to explore this more I know Amanda is absolutely there for to so please get in touch with her What's your, um, what is it about your sort of style of coaching that makes you stand out from other coach and mentors, Amanda? Can you sort of nail that or is it sort of an eclectic mix of things? I'm known for my no-nonsense, straight talking, (laughs) no no bullshit, direct, honest approach, um, which I've now labelled candid. Nice. Yes. Having heard Karen Brady describe it, she described herself as that. And then she went, but I've relabeled it candid. And I'm like, I'm taking that. I'll have that. Thank you. Yeah, that's brilliant. And I I, I just, I I suspect that that really resonates with people. It does, but it also can polarise people. And so if you want somebody to stroke your ego, that's not for me. I will always be very passionate and help my clients get to the best and I love sharing their successes and helping them get to where they want to be. Mm-hmm. But actually, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I no. don't. I'm not. Although my brand is pink, I'm not very pink and fluffy. No. no. Um, <laughs> and I don't think any of us, you know, in, in the role that we we take on, I don't think any of us are doing anybody any favours yeah. by doing the ego massaging because actually we've already said you know th- this is tough it's hard yeah, work absolutely. It's so either put your pa- big brave girl pants on and get out there and do it or yeah. you know think again think 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 differently in terms of the sort of selling yourself stuff which we touched on earlier mm-hmm. I know networking is is huge but how crucial do you feel networking is as an outlet to increase revenue and increase client base, etc.? If I said to you, I always encourage new VAs mm-hmm. to be a networking tart for the first 90 days of their business, would that give you my my stance on that particular subject? Okay, so networking is key. Yes. And I think it's key on so many different ways, though. So it's key for building relationships with just other business owners who could become suppliers. Mm -hmm. They could become clients. They could become suppliers. Mm -hmm. But actually, I mean, when I left the military, although we had lived in our town for a number of years, I didn't know any business owners. I didn't know an accountant, a printer, a web developer somebody who did insurance or anything like that I didn't know that so networking was key Mm -hmm. to being able to meet other business owners who I could just go how do I do this what's that how do you find the right networking group though I mean and let's face it that the reality is there is a networking group behind around every corner these days 
Yeah. And I think that's the thing. So initially, I would say to people, become a networking tart for 90 days. Go to as many events as you can, free ones, paid ones, and work out, actually, which ones do I like? Which yeah. ones do the people I can go and have a conversation with? Which one are people getting me and what I do? Um, and so it is about playing there and then going, okay, well, if my ideal client... So when I left the military, I wanted to work with men who were age 55, who were used to having a secretary. Mm-hmm. That was that was in yep. my head what I wanted to work with. That was your ideal client. Yeah, It was. Do you know what? I don't think I had any of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to go to an all-female networking group as my first one because it was they were supportive. They helped me. They I got my printer from them. I got my accountant from them and things like that. So... Um, but they all had husbands who might have been in business or knew yes. other people and things like that. But networking is about going to find people that you can talk to and build mm-hmm. relationships with and know, like, trust. But I also think as VAs, we need to network with other VAs. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying go and connect with every single VA you find on social media, because actually that's not the right thing for networking. No, no. Networking. But actually networking with people who understand what you're going through and they could become your client. They could become one of your suppliers or an associate to work with somebody else. So this is about networking is sort of on so many different levels. It's not purely about going out there to find getting clients. In. Yeah, no, I think that's really, really good advice, actually. And I think, it, as you say, that ability to network across different environments will help you also kind of identify who you do want to work with because if you end up in a group with a load of accountants you might say well actually I don't really want to work with them anyway so it kind of if you're using it in that very early period to go and see lots of different environments with lots of different types of people you'll then soon be able to make up your kind of ideal client and really kind of choose which networking event environment is right for you Agree. And also the other thing is, though, these people get to know you. So they get to know what you do so that when they're networking and somebody says, oh, I'm really struggling with this or that, they get, oh, you need to go and talk to. And then they share your so they become your referral partners without even ever being a sort of formal documented process. They become people who know what you do and who are happy to share what you do with other people. That's right. And I think that's that it's that whole community thing, isn't it, within networking? And I think one of the things I wanted to ask you about in terms of community is what does the virtual assistant community mean to you? A lot. Uh, And I I mean that and I don't mean that to sound glib or anything like that. But for me, it's about sharing knowledge, sharing best practice. It's about being there for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, the Society of VAs often use the um, phrase collaboration over competition. Mm-hmm. And I often, I run a group coaching call and you can have 15 people in the room. And I'm like, if I lined you all up, you all have the same features, but actually the benefits are very different. And some people will like you, but some some people will like this person over here. And it's okay that we can share knowledge and be that community and help each other. So community, I think, is really important. It is important. And also, congratulations of being appointed to the advisory board of the Society of Virtual Assistants. That's brilliant. There's some real powerhouses. People like Michelle Smith, 
Well, you are one of those. I mean, nobody would take that away from you. And you so well deserve that position. And I think as an industry, we are very blessed, A, to have the society and the wonderful Gwen now as well, who I think is just brilliant. Absolutely lovely. Isn't she? Um, And to have an advisory board that's made up of the characters that is making it up, I think also just it it just makes me feel really proud of of the industry. It really does. So congratulations. And thank you, I think, on all of our behalves for being part of it, because I suspect that's going to keep you quite busy, isn't it? Um, It is. And we we're starting to work on what that board is going to do and help and how the society can move forwards. And we're all there supporting Gwen. To help do yeah. that and so I think it'll be yeah. it's going to be a good a good organization for our future I think is the thing and I'm not saying Caroline hasn't had a good organization but I think it's moving forwards and things like that it's like okay now how can we help moving forwards yeah I have to it just feels really exciting it feels like um there's lots to look forward to from the SVA and and mm-hmm. you know I think Again, anybody who is in that sort of position of thinking about becoming a VA, do go and have a look at the Society of Virtual Assistance website. There's lots of change that will be happening to it in due course, but it's got lots and lots of information, which is really helpful. And the information on there is properly sanity checked by virtual assistants. So it is bona fide and reliable. So it is definitely worth looking at it. How did you expand and grow your business and what advice would you give to other VAs looking to make that move into coaching and mentoring, Amanda? So how I expanded my business is I always knew I wanted to either have staff, Mm -hmm. franchise or or go into training. Because Mm -hmm. in the military, you change jobs every two years. Yes. You're always building and growing. So I knew that actually I wanted to go and do these things. But having spent 23 years in the military, I also knew I needed to understand business. So mm. for me, it was about going and doing it from the grassroots, okay. first of all, yeah, and then building. Now, actually, that all happened much faster than I ever planned. <laughs> but that's that's okay. It's fine. It's worked. I think it's indicative of you, actually. I think that's <laughs> you making things happen quickly because I suspect you do that. <laughs> but it... It worked and that's good. So for somebody who wants to go into that coaching and mentoring space, I would say um, this: understand business. Yes. So um, I spoke to a new VA the other day and they were chatting and they were saying, oh, I've bought a course. I was like, fantastic, great. And then she was talking. I was like, but you have got contracts and you have got insurance and you have got mm. ICO registration and things like that. And she's like, no, the trainer didn't talk about any of those things. And I'm like, are they a UK trainer? And that really did make me sort of go, ugh. Okay, so go and look at play. If you want to go and do a training course, go and look at the Society of VAs and look at the accredited trainers with them and things like that. Or have conversations. Go and ask other people what it is. So for somebody who wants to go into that coaching and mentoring space, and we do need people to do it. Yeah, definitely. But I do want people to understand business, understand what it what you actually need to help somebody move forwards. Yeah. Just because you've had a good month doesn't necessarily mean you're a coach or a mentor. Yeah. So I think that's my sort of warning or my worry bead yeah. with people. I think there's enough space for us all and we're all different and people 
as I said earlier, some people will like this person, somebody will like that person. But it is about making sure that the yeah. person you know knows what they're talking about. I agree with that. And I think it's almost like employing somebody. If you were going down the route of hiring somebody for a job, mm-hmm. you would interview them. Yeah. You would probably talk to other people about them and you would certainly try and get some references. And I think I always say to people, do that. Talk to people who've been through my coaching and mentoring. Yep. You, I'm sure, do the same. You know, Just get that element of trust um, yep. that you're really going to get what you need from your coach and mentor not what your coach and mentor is going to give you because they are two very different things and I think being clear about what you need and what you want and what you are ultimately hoping to achieve match that to the trainer and 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 mentor I think that's and I had that exact conversation with somebody this afternoon oh did you (laughs) exactly they were like I think I need this. And I'm like, I think you need to go away and work out what you want. First what do you need? Yeah. Because yeah. I can help, but and I've got this offer or this offer, but actually I think this one, you're saying you need this one. Yeah. And the one I thought they needed was cheaper than what they wanted to buy. But I think there's more work to be done here first before we come over here. Actually, it's really interesting that, isn't it? I think it's that sort of whole thing of, rabbit in the headlights I don't know what I need and I I can't work out what I need and I, I'm not sure and you just sort of end up launching into things and that tends to be where things go wrong so I think do your homework you know really do your homework you have done a huge amount with your business and it's changed and grown enormously over the, the years what happens next what's the sort of five-year plan where do you see the business in five years do you know what? In all of your podcasts where I've heard you ask that question, I've sat there and gone, oh, what's my, what's my answer? What would I say? And being honest with you, a lot of change for us in the last couple of years. So um, we obviously had COVID. Post-COVID, husband and I sold our house. We bought nine and a half acres, seven <gasps> derelict barns. Oh, wow. We've got planning permission for three houses. We've lived in a motorhome for nine, nine months whilst we're building we've got two children he owns a business I own a business and I could have told you everything that was going on and what we were doing and then when when James got his chronic fatigue um, diagnosis I suddenly went do you know what my priority at the moment yes is to serve my clients and to look after my clients Mm. but actually my family are also important so that five-year plan is sort of of on hold it's sort of do you know what I'm just going to keep doing what I do in looking after the clients that I work with through my core offerings yeah but actually it's not about anything new nothing new is being added to the mix I'm not I'm not going to go out there and do some random weird thing it's like no do you know what that just that works it's not broken don't fix it yeah because actually the bit over here is broken and I need to fix him And it's quite interesting. I think, you know, when I I always ask that question, because I think it's really important for people to see where they might be growing 
and mm-hmm. people can hear you know that sort of growth plan or you know how I'm going to develop so the associate route or whatever but I also think that you know I probably spoke certainly you and Gwen and there are a few others out there who have actually got to a point with their business where it's it's doing what you want it to do and you have done all of that change and grow and develop so that you're at a point now where you can focus on your as you say your core offering yep. and really enjoy it but also make sure that the other elements of your life yep. are working to so that you're working to live not living to work and I think that that is where we get to when we've worked really hard to to develop a business like you and I have. I mean, we are in a very fortunate position. We really are. And family has to come first. It does. And I I often talk about, well, I I don't agree with work-life balance Mm -hmm. because work-life balance for me means you're making a compromise. Yes. You're giving up something for something else. Whereas I believe in work-life integration. So actually it's about integrating the two and being happy with what I've got. Yeah. So to give an example, um, I'm working this Saturday because I'm running an all-day training event, which means my husband is due to childcare and all of those things. So it is a knock-on effect on my family, but actually we're going away in our motorhome for seven weeks in the summer. Yeah. So it's about integrating the two and going, yeah, do you know what? I am working this week. But I'm going to go and do that. And now, don't get me wrong, I'm still working when we're away in the motorhome. <laughs> but the the fact is, I'm doing the two and living the life that we're set out to do. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's that is one of the many positives about having a VA business. Um, you do get the opportunity to work wherever you are at the speed and the pace at which yeah. you have to do it. And I think that's right. What's the future of the VA industry look like from your perspective? People ask me, am I worried that we're a saturated market? No, because there's enough work there for all of us and we're all different and things like that. People ask me, am I worried about AI? No, I'm not worried about that one either. What I've seen and I've done a little bit of research into is people's productivity. They say is going up by 30% Mm. by using the tools and things like that, but it's just a tool. Yeah. Um, so from those perspectives, I'm not worried about any of that. What I think is going to happen is there's still a place for traditional admin yeah. and for good professional administrators. Yeah. And, but I think what we might see is we'll see people who specialise in that as a core service, mm-hmm. and then we will see others who specialise in software or a system or a process. So rather than sort of specific industries i think it'll be more specializing in the software yeah. and the skills and yeah. the tools and the offer that they then deliver and i think that's exciting for all of us i don't think there's anything wrong with that i don't either and i think it is it's about developing your offering to suit the needs of 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 the business community out there and and focusing on the things that you really enjoy doing and if you still really enjoy the sort of classic administrative support then there's a place for you if if you really enjoy learning new tech taking on new technology and practice and processes go down that route I think that's the wonderful thing about our industry is we do have the ability to shape what we do and how we do it 
Um, and, you know, I think that's, it, there aren't many careers out there where you can really kind of change and, and, and switch like that. I think we're coming to the sort of last wee bit in, in our conversation now, but as a brand, you've got the VACT brand. Um, you're obviously owning the My VA directory in the UK VA conference as, as well as the VA awards. How do you manage your time? Juggle. Honestly, I, I do. I juggle, but I use. Um, I'm quite old school. I use notebook and pen. Yes. I use. Um, I use a physical planner and mm-hmm. physical diary. I do upload sort of stuff into my online diary so that then clients can book around it. Yeah. But I work best when I plan on paper. Yeah. or on whiteboards and things like that so I tend to do my brain dumps and my brainstorms yeah, in the... yeah exactly exactly the same that's me showing the trusty notebook it is interesting that isn't it All right, I still have to in a lot of instances print things off to really sort of take them on board and pen and paper for me planning and prepping is always my go-to do you have an assistant of your own I do have a VA that I use um, for various bits and bobs. Yeah. Um, and it, depend- it depends what it is and what I'm looking to do. So quite often it will be some of the behind the scenes stuff, mm-hmm. similar to yourself. It's the yeah. things that actually um, that make a difference that sort of, that other people don't really see actually, but yes. they, yeah. they just need to happen. Yeah. Um, but coming back to your question, so I juggle notebook and pen I do have a physical diary but the other thing that helps me manage what I'm doing is I have three words for the year so have you ever come across a guy called Chris Brogan no so I've been doing this for about the last four years and Chris sets three year three words for the year by which he sets his goals plans his life plans his activity etc And so for this year, it, mine were simple, momentum and smile. So it's, are the things that I'm doing, are they keeping it simple? Or am I trying to overcomplicate it? Is it always about moving forwards? Yeah. So it's that momentum. And actually, do they do they make me smile? Is it bringing me joy and I things like that? that. That's really clever. And how how do you how do you come up with those three words for your year how does that process happen so um I've been doing this a couple of years now so it's almost looking about well how much do I want to earn where do I want to work what do I want to do so for me goal setting is Mm -hmm. uh, it's not just in business it's about life so I'm very much of the opinion it's the 10-year goal the five-year goal the three-year goal the 12 months goal Mm -hmm. and then working that way sort of thing yeah. so if i to give you an example last year's words were connection foundations and quality so it was i wanted good connection with people i wanted to make sure my my foundations were in place so everything about the business so having recently taken over the awards at that point the conference and the be my va director it was about making sure that actually my foundations across my company was able to have those various departments mm-hmm. to be able to serve the people that were clients of those things. Yeah. 
with quality and making sure that whatever I did fitted into that. So quite often what I tend to do is as I get to the end of the year, I'll review the goals from the previous year. Have I achieved them and all of those things and not beat myself up if something's gone wrong, but actually it's like, okay, well, what what didn't I do? Did I still it's work towards it? The questions as to why, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then I just sit with that and think, well, okay, what do I want to do moving forwards? And so for me this year was like, actually, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Funny old thing, building houses and children and families and husband's business and all that. There's a lot happening. So it was like, stop trying to overcomplicate this. Keep it simple. Don't. It's not broke. Don't fix it. Just yeah. Yeah. keep it going forwards. And the things that you're involved in, that's what you want. And so for me, that's that's where that comes from. So yeah. in everything I do whether it's that brainstorming my work or working out what I'm doing with clients, it's like, okay, that's the underpinning core message. I love that. I think that's brilliant. I'm going to have to look into that because I think that's really, because I I love all that sort of thing, but I I don't like the, sometimes it's overly complicated. Um, And and three words is, is just perfect for me because I've got so much else going on. If it's complicated than that then it doesn't get done because it's just too much of a headspace that I don't have capacity for Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm definitely going to look into that but it's it's one of those things that then when an opportunity comes up you can sit there and go is this aligned with what I've said I'm going to do yeah and if it's not it's okay to say no it's because quite often we'll say yes because we're used to saying yes I know that that I think is the one downfall of every good VA out there is our inability to say no, mm-hmm. our extremely good skills in saying yes. Yeah. And that's the thing. So this gives me that get out clause. It's like, no, these are on my post-it note on my computer. It's like, no, do you know what? They don't. And they sit in my planner. They sit in my journal. They sit in the front of my notebook so that if I ever find myself going, I didn't like today or today was rubbish or whatever. It's like, just look back at what you did. Did it actually meet these three criteria or have you strayed on a different path? That's a really, really, really great one. Amanda, I knew you would be a brilliant guest for Up Close and Virtual. And I genuinely, genuinely appreciate the time that you've given to me today. Thank you. And every good luck and huge success for everything that comes in the future which I know you will do brilliantly thank you so much no thank you for having me Katie and thank you for what you're doing for sharing our message as well because that's equally as important so thank Thank you. you thank you very much thank you so much for listening please don't forget to follow me and my guests on our social channels All the details will be in the show notes. And please get in touch if you have any questions or topics that you might like to have covered in the next episodes, or even if you would like to be a guest yourself.